Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This week's episode is number 228. In our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships, views expressed are not representative of the management of the kinky cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we present 7 on sex at work. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for loads of information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your hosts, Woody and the Beast. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Sitting next to me is the Beast. Hey, Woody. It's a beautiful day in paradise. It is because we have a beautiful face in the studio with us. Oh, we do, don't we? The wonderful number seven. Number seven? Are you number seven? Just seven, not number seven. Just, ah. <laughs> just seven. That's right. Okay. Seven. Just lucky seven. Okay, lucky seven. So tell us why it is lucky seven. It actually kind of started, oddly enough, with like a family kind of thing that I inherited from my grandfather. It was a piece of jewelry. Um, that's not really that important. And then I got taken to my first kinky party when I was probably about 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And if you see my FetLife page, I'm very orally enthusiastic. And... In that night, I just a friend just brought over a group of guys. There happened to be seven of them, and I was miraculously able to make them all come pretty much around the same time. Oh, that is a talent! Oh, so so not only did you feel seven timbers, but you did it all <laughs> in one swoop of the axe. I am impressed. At nineteen. At nineteen, I am oh. terribly impressed. Uh, you see, thank you very much. It takes a lot to impress the beast. But you have done it. You obviously were not new to your oral inclinations. Had was seven your 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 record up up until that point, or what was yes. your record before that? Uh, before that was just three. Three. Okay, so you up yeah. your number. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have to say, has it improved beyond then? It actually has not. Oh. We got to seven, and we have stopped at seven so far. Not because I've wanted to, just because that's just what happened. So do you have a criteria that um, you, you see a guy and you decide that you um, want him? Uh, I'm like I am attracted to a specific kind of guy. I am primarily attracted to white men who are older than me. Uh, anybody that can really just kind of carry a conversation and keep my interest. I, I'm like a cat. I get distracted very, very quickly. So if you can't keep my interest, then I'm, I'm not interested. Keeping interest is a really important thing, you know. Um, squirrel? Uh, yeah, squirrel. <laughs> and we're off and running. This is a unique talent. Um, what about fatigue? How did you handle the fatigue issue with those seven timbers? Uh, there, there was no real fatigue issue. I think that once the adrenaline gets pumping, you just kind of go with it, and that's it. When I was done, I was absolutely exhausted. But during the... I, I could imagine so. So we have a, an Olympic athlete here. Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> is there a games coming up? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> uh, cruising around FetLife, as I often do, 
I spotted your profile and that you um, were in storage rooms at work facilities and things like this. And tell us a little bit about that, how that happens. How did that kink come about? It started when I was, I think I had just turned 21, actually, or I was about to turn 21. And I had gotten hired at the job that I'm at now. And I had gotten out of a long-term relationship, but we were still living together. And there was still like that odd emotional connection. And I just kind of decided to myself that if I was really going to get over him and move on, like I, I had to fuck somebody else. I had been screwing the same person for five years. And I realized that if I didn't break that kind of cycle, that I was never going to get over it. And I had a old fuck buddy who was consistently hitting me up. And every time he would hit me up, I would just be like, no, I'm still in a relationship. And he told me the last time that we had spoken, he's like, you know, if you guys ever break up, you find yourself single. If you kind of like want to wander off, just hit me up. So it was probably about two weeks or so after we had broken up, I finally kind of mustered up the courage. And I was like, you know, let's meet up. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, but the thing was, I was so busy with work. I had no other time. And I told him, I was like, listen, I get an hour break at this time. If you're in the area, why don't you just stop by? And he was just like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, there's plenty of empty offices. There's plenty of people to cover me. We're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and and that's actually just like how it got, got started. It was really like a matter of convenience at first. The daring of a 21-year-old. Yeah, I like that. This was a frenzied encounter. I'm quite sure. Clothes going everywhere, or how did this? It was like the the clothes that needed to come off came off, and then like top stayed on, bottoms came down, and we just kind of like went at it. It was fairly frenzied, as you as you called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the aftermath. I know that after I've had a good fuck. You can tell I've had a good fuck. I can, I can vouch for that. <laughs> I have that dazed and confused look. The hair is doing stuff. So you step out of the storage room looking both both ways to make sure nobody's seen you. And you're smuggling him out. <laughs> and... Luckily, we did not run into anybody. But when I had gone back to my post and my boss actually at the time was like sitting right next to me. She just looked at me and she was just like, why are you so flustered? I was just like, Oh, I was like, I was just moving some stuff upstairs. It's really hot. It was thank goodness it was summertime and the air conditioning wasn't working so well. So it was a decent excuse. <laughs> then it evolved into more than that, I guess. Yeah. It's something that's, it's, it started happening kind of like on a regular basis. And then I got into another relationship about a year or so after. And it was our company holiday party. And I invited him to come to the company holiday party. And we ended up in the storage closet for probably about like 45 minutes to an hour. And that time was a little bit more obvious because the party had started. Everybody's waiting for me to come downstairs. And then finally we come downstairs and we're both red as hell i didn't realize the kind of like the back of my hair was like a little bit messed up god forbid he would have told me that <laughs> and my the minute i got downstairs my boss was just like where were you we were calling you we were looking for you and i was just like oh i was just showing him around the and storage closet upstairs you were showing him around and around and around yeah. <laughs> 
And it's so funny because my coworker was just like, yeah, you're showing him around your vagina probably. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, he, he obviously knows his, knows his way around there. Um, uh, so are you a loud uh, comer or are you the, uh, can, can you make it quiet? I'm I'm fairly loud, so when he knew that I was approaching, it was just kind of like like half of his fist went into my mouth, and that still was just kind of like useless at that point because there were there's there was an office at the time like right across from the storage room that was occupied, and they still had clients coming in and out, and at one point like it got a little bit loud, and then he got me to quiet down, and I heard everybody in the office suddenly like stop talking. <laughs> and I was just like, whatever. If they heard, they heard. Like, I really don't care. I was just like, uh, something, going. something in the air conditioning. Something in the air conditioning. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> I, I suppose you came out one at a time, though, you know? <laughs> no, we, I, I was just like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that they know. So I was like, let's just both come out. Like, it's whatever. I'm like, we had a holiday party going on downstairs. It was probably around like seven or eight o'clock at night. So I was just like, I'm not even going to worry about it. If they heard it, they heard it. I really don't care. There are certain certain telltale signs. Have you ever come out and, and your skirt still be tucked in your panties? That happened to me <laughs> one time. <laughs> like my skirt was Beast still loves like, us. flipped up in the front. <laughs> oh my! Oh, and the lipstick. You are an oralist, so yes. I know you spend some time painting painting him. <laughs> How smeared is the makeup after some of these encounters? I've actually had to learn to stop wearing so much makeup during the day in case it happens because it does get smudged. If you start sweating, it does run a little bit. I usually try to take lipstick off before because it just gets smeared halfway across my face. And there's no mirror in there. I never think to actually take a mirror in there with me <laughs> to look at my face afterwards. You, you need to equip this room better. You need to talk to the HVAC guy and get some better airflow in there. Yeah, you know, yeah, mirrors yeah, on the mirrors, wall. Yeah. yeah. You say you, this is, you, you, you've adjusted your makeup. So this is a very random occurring, uh, thing now or, uh, is this a consistent or how, how, how bad are you in that closet? It's, usu <laughs> it's usually planned out. At this point, it happens probably like twice a month with the same person. And then before I had a group of very attractive men that worked here and things happened with me and two of them at one point. So when they were here, it was kind of like a random occurrence. So I just kind of always had to be ready. You were a company benefit. I, I actually kind of was at one point, yes. <laughs> Dare I say you're at the company right now? I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the closet? No, I'm, I'm in the office. <laughs> oh, oh. This, this is so funny. I, I, I did this once at work when I was quite a bit younger. And right after we were done, we were just, you know, all hot and flustered. And I, I hear feet coming up the steps and I'm going, oh, God, you know, and I'm trying to get everything straightened up the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> there is a tension there for sure. Yeah. At first, I was when I would do it, I would be very, very nervous during. And I was always just kind of like careful, like try, like really trying not to moan, even though a lot of times you can't help it or he makes noise, something like that. And then it got to the point where I realized that I spend more time at work than I do anywhere else. And I'm, I'm not going to stop getting my rocks off. Like, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. So I was just kind of like, you kind of got to get over the nervousness 
so if you watch or if you like listen to some of my most recent videos that I have on FetLife, you actually hear people walking up and down the stairs, having conversations. You hear the door that's on the other side being opened and closed. You hear people getting off the elevator. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm just like, whatever. Like, neither of us really even care at this point. You constantly go into the supply room. You make sure you're well supplied. You go in there a lot. Yeah. One of my experiences was with an intern, and we were in the dark room adjacent to the top setting, immediately adjacent to the top setting, Mm. in the central hallway, off the central hallway. Quick, feverish. She was good, though. She was good. (laughs) Uh, The the beast is going back to that moment. Okay. He's feeling nostalgic. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, uh, one of my girls, she went over to uh, Vandy. And had a nurse in the supply closet one Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She wanted him again. Uh-huh. But his girlfriend. <laughs> but but his wife found out about her and the girlfriend. And, well, that wasn't pretty at all. Well, you know, what do they say? Don't get caught. What yeah. are your other kinks, Seven? My other kinks? Well, um, I consider myself a switch. But I actually do have, like, a very sadistic side to me that I very much enjoy and I've kind of discovered more recently. Um, before, I used to just think that I was more dominant than anything, but then I realized a few years ago that I'm actually more of a sadist and I practice it a lot more now. Uh, let's see, what else? Yeah, part of them is torturing young men in you, closets. Yes. Do you make these uh, these, these men squirm much? I, I do. That's actually like one of the things that I really get off on. I, I like, make, like making men squirm. So it's the whole run-up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a hunter. You're going out there. You got to get everything just right. And... How do you feel about the term predator? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> she owns it. <laughs> yeah. Do you wear that title? Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> oh, this, this is so great. And there is just this great thing about, you know, pulling something off at work. A lot of businesses now are so uptight that you can't get away with it. I think both the Beast and I work for those type of companies. I don't know. I've had some fun at my current office. Well, I guess then I need to catch up. (laughs) During the summer before we got started back up. Okay. And another time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's see. I got a whole studio at work. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you've got plenty of dark, dark rooms. That's true. I truly have a dark yeah. room. Yeah. There are possible, you know, everybody's got to find that place where it's a little risky. Years ago, I did a thing outdoors, my first outdoor sex. That was really exciting. You know, I'm looking around, there's people hiking on the trails and all that. You know, there's a certain tension in it, but uh, makes it Definitely. fun. Definitely. I, I live in New York City. I, one time I gave a guy a hand job in Central Park and like we were kind of in the woods, but they're not very dense. So you can actually see people just kind of like walking by. And you know that if they stop and they stare long enough and hard enough, they're going to recognize what it is that you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember once in a in a middle of a pine tree in one of the parks here getting a blowjob. Uh, why does that not surprise <laughs> I am me? I'm not huh? innocent at all here. Yeah. Uh, your orgasms. Are they more intense in this illicit venue than they are in the nice comfort of your bedroom? They they are. Usually, if I'm actually, like, having sex at work, I usually always squirt. 
which is something that <laughs> rarely ever happens. This okay. adds a, a, a interesting complication. <laughs> a to a new those. component. Yes. 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 So there's definitely a a bit of a uh, aroma that, that is lingering. Well, there's a cleanup on aisle seven. Yes. You know, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, so so you go back to your desk and you're trying to work and you're getting your breathing under control and how long does it take to become you again and not the and not this sexual beast? It depends on what's going on. If not cuz I pretty much do customer service. So <laughs> there are times where I come out of the storage room and somebody is like three steps away from me and they're like, "Hey, can you help me with this and this and that?" and then automatically I just have to like kind of snap out of it. Mm-hmm. And then there are other times where I go back and there's nobody there to bother me. The phone's not ringing. And I actually can take like 10 to 15 minutes to just kind of like come back, come back down and get normal again. Come back down, you get normal. But all the sexual tension is just very relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. There have been times where people come out and they're like, you look really relaxed. Like, they're like, did you have some wine with lunch or something? And I'm like, no, uh, just, you know, no, just in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, I just drank something else. But that's beside the point, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Are are you a swallower or a spitter? Oh no, I'm a swallower all the way. Ah, yeah. I, I I knew she was. I didn't have to ask that question. Um, if it's in your mouth, what are you spitting out? That that's ridiculous. And I knew it too because honestly, I have not met a woman that is a spitter that enjoys oral sex. They don't go exactly. hand in hand. They don't go hand in hand at all. It makes no sense. Well, I can say I do know some, but uh, yeah. It, the, the the ride's worth it. Oh, the ride's worth it. Oh okay. yeah, it's a oh, wow. it's okay. a it's a e ticket. Can't complain. Ah, uh, so you know the uh, the whole thing about people knowing that you have sex. Do, do other of your coworkers know that you have sex? Yes, <laughs> I am. I am honest, probably to a detriment. <laughs> and there was one girl that I worked with for probably about three years straight. And she was very, very naive, very innocent. I pretty much compared her to like a Disney princess. And there was like, there was just one time where she asked me, she's like, why does he come over here so much? And I'm just like, dude, I suck his dick in the closet. And she's just like, wait, what? (laughs) Disney princess, boo. Okay, exactly. I'm like, and then after that, I kind of just got to the point where I'd be like, okay, he's going to be here in 10 minutes. If you need anything out of the closet, go and get it now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she wanted a, a invitation to watch. I think she did. So one of the times that I actually, I think one of the first times I actually recorded it, she was like, and I told her about like posting on FetLife and the fact that I made it to KMP, and it was like the first time it ever happened. So I was actually excited about it. And she was like, "Uh, do you think you could send me the video?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, is that weird? <laughs> uh, no, it's not weird at all. Yeah, yeah, it's not weird at all. You can come along with me next time and help. Um, exactly. Or- I'm like, I just got like 400 likes on this thing. I'm like, it's not going to be weird if one more person watches it. <laughs> This this is all great fun. Any of the bosses uh, involved uh, yet? One time it was my boss's boss. And that was just kind of, it, it was very unexpected. And I was very surprised when it happened. But it was actually one of the few times that like when it was done, I was just like, oh my God, what did you do? I was like, this is such a huge mistake. You actually have to see this man on like a regular basis. And he wanted it to keep going. But I was just like, I'm sorry, I can't. How do you mm-hmm. turn the boss down, the boss's boss down 
I figure once you open the 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 door, it is uh, hard to put that horse back. It is, but then at the same time, I'm very like I'm very stubborn. Once I kind of get something in my head, I'm just kind of like, that's it. And I didn't want him to get the wrong impression. And then he automatically started treating me a lot nicer than other people, which is yeah, which is strange because out of everybody that I'm work, I work with, I'm kind of like known as being like the more strict and stern one. So there was really no reason for him to be so nice and sweet to me all the time. And even though what happened between us happened, when I'm actually working, I'm very much all business. So for him to treat me like that, I was just kind of like, okay, this isn't going to work. We just, we got to stop this now. It was a one and done thing. Be happy. You guys experience it. And that's it. How interesting. A woman that makes use of the couch, casting couch, and then doesn't want the benefits. My hat's off, off to you. Yeah. And kind of turns it around. Yes. You turns know? it around. That's yeah. great. Yeah. You are the ultimate feminist here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I am sitting here truly impressed. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I told some people that we were uh, doing this show, and everybody, you know, the ears perk up. They go, really? Yeah. Tell us how that goes. So I, well, <laughs> there's an episode on the Kinky Cast. Listen. Yeah. yeah. This is great. But uh, so do you have any advice to people that want to venture into the storeroom at work? First and foremost, I'm going to say if you can – Try to avoid it with people that you actually do work with and you've never had any kind of sexual relationship with before. It's honestly not worth your job and your living and your well-being if things go south and they end up telling somebody or, you, God forbid, you get caught and they put the whole thing on you. It, it, it's, it's a very slippery kind of slope. That's how come for me, the person I primarily do it with does not work with me at all. Like I said, I was involved with two two of my clients before, but that was something that like I really, it didn't just kind of happen. It was something that like we flirted for a while. And then before it happened, I let them know like, listen, this is how it's going to go. You do not tell anybody about this. You keep your mouth closed because I'm not risking my job. I don't want you to risk your job. Even though it's sex and it's fun you are doing it at work. This is where you make your money. This is where your health insurance benefits come from. Like you, you really just have to be careful, be as careful as possible. Don't just do it willy nilly. Like me, I always make sure that I have the actual time to do it. And also like I've kind of honed my skills in where I'm just, I don't even spend 20 <laughs> minutes in the closet anymore. I'm just like, if you're coming in six minutes or you're getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like wham bam thank you ma'am yeah yeah the interesting thing that i'm getting from this whole thing is is the way your attitude is approaching this and you know there, there'd be a lot of people that are just you know terrified and shrinking violets and, and then something gets out and they they implode on themselves you are laying it out and saying this is how it is you don't tell anybody if you tell anybody <laughs> you know you're gonna make it really ugly yeah. And I actually had an experience like that with somebody recently where we had actually been flirting for a while. And one Friday night, I guess he got drunk with his friends and he sent me a message on Instagram and they were, they were going to actually be moving out within like the next month or so. And he was just like, you know, I kind of regret that we never did anything. And his boss wasn't going to be in that Monday. So he suggested, he was like, you know, we should, do something on Monday. And he's like, let's meet in the bathroom upstairs. And I was like, okay, we're not going to meet in the bathroom upstairs. 
and I told him exactly where to go and it never happened. And then I actually found out that he had told some of the people that he worked with. And I found it out easily because immature men act like immature men. And all of a sudden people stop talking to you and they kind of look at you funny. And then one of his friends made a comment and naturally I'm very kind of like aggressive and a little bit more dominant. And I was just like, what did you say? And he's just like, Oh, nothing, nothing. I was like, yeah, I thought so. And then somebody else made a comment about it, but he was standing there and I looked him like dead in the face. And I was like, you're really going to act like you didn't initiate this between us. Said you initiated it and then you pussied out of it. Ooh. I was call like, so, I was him like, out. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm very much, I will call you out on anything. I really don't care. And he, you should have seen his face. He was like really shocked. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I think you owe me an apology. I was like, because you're really painting me out to be, granted, I am a slut at heart, like, and I'm very proud of it. We all know what but we the, are, yeah. Exactly. But in the work environment, it's different. Like, you're really painting me out to be like this desperate girl who just like threw herself at you. And I was like, that wasn't the case at all. It was actually quite the opposite. There's no doubt in my mind who's in control here. So your biggest advice is to those that would try this, be in control. Oh, completely. Control the situation or it will control you. Oh, yeah. Now, the six-minute blowjob. What's the trick? Enthusiasm and lots of saliva. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm just like, be into it. If you're into it, they're into it. And a little foreplay tease on the way to the storeroom. Yeah. I know that always works for me. You, you, You get my mind involved early on and we're off. Exactly. Like me, every blowjob I start off with, I start off with a huge smile on my face. And most of the time, that's just like enough to get them excited. I rarely ever open up a pair of pants and there's a soft dick waiting for me. You just you have the smile, you're on your knees, you look up at them. They love it. Like they're, they're ready to blow right then. What you just described is the thing that guys fantasize just right there. And we can't help ourselves at that point. You are in control. <laughs> Exactly. But it's like, for me, I'm like, I genuinely like doing it. So I'm not going to have a pout in my face. Like, I, I wouldn't be putting your dick in my mouth if I didn't want to. If you had a pout on your face, you wouldn't get it, you know, and th- that's the thing. Blow job, you know, you got to be all about it, both giving and taking. Mm-hmm. And if either party isn't in it, walk away. Exactly. Okay. So we talked about all the oral. Have you had other, you know, full fuck sessions in there? Yes. Well, not in the storage room, in uh, another, in a client's uh, conference room. We, we've gone at it a few times. In a conference room? On the board table? On the board table. Oh, that's a great fantasy. Hold on. I'm just getting that in my head. Oh, oh yes. yes. Okay. I like yes. it. <laughs> Are you a skirt or pants girl? Oh, I'm skirts and dresses all the way. Ah, easy access. Yes. Did you ever lose the panties? No, I, I, I usually go without them. It's way easier. You save Commando. on laundry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Save on laundry. You don't have to worry about, did I leave those in the boardroom? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Seven, thank you so much for bringing this to us tonight. I've been smiling the whole time because this is just so much fun that, that you're into. And sex, if you don't have fun and smile about it, it ain't worth having sometimes. It definitely isn't. Greetings back to New York, where where you are uh, burning the midnight oil tonight. It, it's yes. so, so tough. <laughs> it's, it's so tough working here. <laughs> Good luck with your conquest. 
Thank you very much for having me on. I had a great time. We will follow the adventures of you on FetLife. Thank you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to episode 228 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. See you next week when we present Kneeling, Waiting, on the Meat and Potatoes of a DS Relationship. Relationship.